Hello and welcome to CBS Radio Mystery Theater from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The CBS Radio Mystery Theater presents... Marshall. Pick up the newspaper every day and laugh, or perhaps more likely weep, at the gullibility of people. Whatever their motives, greed, faith in human nature, the urge to gamble, pride of ownership, Mr. Phineas T. Barnum was perfectly correct when he said, there's one born every minute. And for every sucker, there is at least one con man who is ready to rid him or her of as much money as the traffic will bear. I'm uh, supposed to escort you home, Mrs. Loring. Aren't you on duty here at the bank? Well, yes, but uh, under the circumstances, the bank wanted me to... Just put the other two suitcases in the back seat, Mr. Wicks. I'll manage very nicely. But it's so much money. uh, It's so dangerous to leave it unguarded. Oh, it'll be guarded. I'll be putting it under the best care in the world. mystery drama, The Burning Whirlwind, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Ian Martin and stars Michael Tolan. It is sponsored in part by Buick Motor Division and Contact, the 12-hour cold capsule. I'll be back shortly with Act One. probably the biggest day that the eastern branch of Channing Bank and Trust Company would ever have. The morning the money arrived by armored truck. Eight million dollars in small bills. Enough to fill four large suitcases. The money belonged to Mrs. Hartley Loring, the eccentric widow of the recently deceased but long-time very rich Hartley Loring, the financier and ex-governor. Yes, It was quite a day, and Mr. Prouty, the bank manager, would never forget how it had all begun one week before. Prouty speaking. Who? Oh, Mrs. Hartley Loring. Yes, my yes. Have her shown right in. Oh, dear, I knew I should have changed my razor blade this morning. Uh, Be right there. Mrs. Hartley Loring. I know, I know. Well, my, my dear Mrs. Loring, this is a pleasure. Won't you come in? Thank you. Uh, that'll be all, Wicks. Uh, yes, sir, Mr. Prouty. Won't you uh, sit down, Mrs. Loring? Thank you. I shan't be here long. Uh, where is Mr. Stipple? Oh, I'm afraid he's having a gallbladder. How inconvenient. Not to have had one to begin with. Oh, no, I meant an operation to remove his, yes. Uh, so I'm uh, standing in for the vice president, as it were. Well, I suppose you'll do. I want my money, Mr. Uh... Uh, Prouty, ma'am, Prouty. Oh, what's this enough? It's a funny name. Sounds like a fish. Well, it's a very old name. Still sounds like a fish. Also very old. Oh, no matter. Uh, about the money. Ah, yes. Now, which money would that be, Mrs. Loring? I mean, which of your accounts? All of them. All of them? 
But, but that would be millions of dollars. I, I mean, I haven't checked lately, but I'm sure it still must amount About to... About $8 million. I hope it still amounts to that, at least. In small bills. Yes, but, but just what do you intend to do with all that money? That is my business. Oh, of course, of course. If about $8 million, where will you keep it? Also my business. When may I have it? Oh, dear me, I... Uh, well, uh, you see that these things take arranging. Such a sum of money is... Uh, no matter how liquid a bank is, there are things to arrange. Then arrange to... them, please. Now, uh, today is uh, Wednesday. Shall we say next Wednesday morning at 10 sharp? Please, have it then. Well, I... Uh, oh, yes. Well, how... Uh, how how small would you want the bills to be? Oh, nothing larger than a hundred. I want to make sure it's all quite negotiable. Eight million three thousand four hundred and eighty-seven dollars and twenty-eight cents. Splendid. And now put the rest of it into the last suitcase, and I'll be on my way. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, the, uh, 28 cents? Oh, I'll put that in my pocketbook. I can use the quarter for the toll on the way home. Oh, yes, ma'am. All right, Wicks, you can get the guards from the armored car to load those. Uh, yes, Mr. Prouty. Well, just a minute. What armored car? Why, the one to take all this money wherever you want it to go. But I didn't order any armored car. Oh, dear me, of course not. I mean, it's merely a, a, a service of the bank. It's I don't a... need the bank any longer. I do wish you wouldn't put it just that way. What other way? It's accurate and to the point. But but how how are you going to get all this money back to, uh, uh, well, wherever you intend to take if it? If you'll just have your bank guard, uh, Mr. Wicks, is it? Uh, yes, Mrs. Loring, Wicks. Sidney P. Wicks. Uh, Wicks will be quite enough. If you will just bring the bags out to the parking lot, please. It's the big green Packard eight-cylinder limousine. The license number... Oh, I, I don't think I'll need the plate number. I'm I'm sure I can pick it out. Very well. I'll be waiting for you. Uh, shall I do what she says, Mr. Prouty? Oh, goodness gracious. Why wasn't Mr. Stipple here to handle this? I wish I'd had the gallbladder. Oh, no, what am I saying? I, I, I don't know what I'm saying. I, uh, oh, oh, yes, Wicks, yes. Get it out of here. The sight of so much negotiable cash makes me sick. Yeah, I know what you mean, Mr. Prouty, especially since it doesn't belong to us. Did you get it out of here? Uh, yes, sir. Yes. Oh, yes. Right. And Wicks? Uh, yes, Mr. Prouty? Uh, are you armed? Why, uh, well, yes, sir. Well, you better ride with her and see that cash get safely to where it's going. Uh, how do I get back? Well, if you have to, take a cab. Thank heavens there's enough left in a checking account to cover that. I'm, uh, I'm supposed to escort you home, Mrs. Loring. Aren't you on duty here at the bank? Yes, but under the circumstances, Mr. Prouty wanted me to make Just sure that... Just put the uh... other two suitcases in the back seat, Mr. Wicks. I'll manage very nicely. But it's so dangerous to leave all uh, uh, all that money unguarded. Oh, it'll be guarded, all right. Don't worry. I'll be putting it under the best care in the world. Well, please, let me see you home just the same. It's Mr. Prouty's orders, and I, I wouldn't want to disobey them. Very well, Mr. Wicks, if you insist. Climb in. Oh, uh, well, wouldn't you like me to drive? Not at all. I never feel safe with a man driving. Come on, get in. Men are much too excitable and so easily distracted. Hang on, here we go.
uh, you always drive this fast? Well, you consider this fast? Well, never mind me. How about the cops? Oh, the police don't bother me. They know I've been driving for over 50 years. Never had an accident. Uh, somebody up there must like you, Mrs. Loring. Of course he does. He takes care of me because I take care of him. Uh, how is that again? Oh, you wouldn't understand. Oh, I'm glad you came along after all, Mr. Wicks. I want to make a stop. And while I make a short visit, you can stay in the car and make sure people don't come gawking and putting fingerprints on it and... The car? What, what about the money? Oh, I'm not worried about the money. Nobody knows it's here but you. But my packet is something else again. You can't miss it. Well, Wicks, well, you certainly took your own sweet time about getting back. I couldn't help it, Mr. Prouty. She stopped somewhere on the way home and told me to wait in the car. She was gone, like, for an hour. Oh, where? I don't know. I was scared to leave all that dough lying around to go find out. She just went to some old house, climbed up the stoop, and then disappeared in the door. And, and she didn't take any of the money with her? No, sir. You, you got it home to her house, safe? Yes, sir. That's, that's where it is now. Yes. Yeah, did, did you carry it in yourself? Yes, sir. And where did you put it? Well, I just left the suitcases in the hall, like she told me. Why, she didn't put the money away somewhere? Not that I saw. Oh, dear me, dear me. Is, is she alone in that house? It, it looked like it. Well, then, you're the only witness that money got back to her house safely. I guess so. <laughs> that is one screwy old day. Oh, why did this have to happen to me? Why couldn't Stipple have been here to handle it? I, I tell you, they've, they've had me on the carpet downtown as if it was my fault that the bank had lost all her deposits. I've just been sick with worry. I'm, I'm sure they're going to hold it against me. And I was counting on promotion. I tell you, just just thinking of it makes my, my blood race. And I, I feel faint. I, I, ooh, hey, hey, what is it, sir? I, I can't... Holy Toledo. Hey. Hey. Hey, hey, somebody get a doctor fast. It's Mr. Prouty. I think he's had a heart attack. Hey, Sid. Hey, Sid. You, uh, you calling me, ma'am? Yeah, you. Are you Sid Wicks? That's right, but I, uh, I don't think oh, I, sure uh... sure you know me. What are you giving me? Candy kiss. Candy kiss? Mm -hmm. Is this a rib or... Hey, hey, not little candy kiss a belly dancer from the carnies. Oh, in person, not a picture. <laughs> well, there's a little more of me now than in them days. What are you going to do? A lot of years gone by. Hey, you're looking pretty good, Sid. So are you, Candy. Don't badmouth yourself. Oh, maybe there's a little life in the old bag yet. Hey, are you with the cops or something? The cops? <laughs> well, I seen you coming out of the precinct house, so I... Oh, no, no. That, that was uh, about one of my bosses at the bank. Oh. Dropped dead of a heart attack today. No kidding. <laughs> Robbery or something? No, no, just, uh... Well, it seems like he had a history of heart trouble, and all of a sudden it, uh... It just come over him. <laughs> Death due to natural causes. That's the way they list it. Uh, here today, gone tomorrow. You never know, huh? Oh, that's life. <sighs> How come you thought I was a cop? Well, you got a uniform on. Oh, yeah, yeah, that. I forgot. I'm a security officer at the bank, see? Oh, so that accounts for you wearing the uniform. Yeah, that accounts for it. Hmm. So, uh, how does it uh, go for you, Candy? What am I going to tell you? Up, down, and more down. That's a long story. But I, I got a little grift going for me now, so maybe I shouldn't complain. <laughs> Still in the business, huh? What's, uh, what's your line? You remember Madame Chanda with the carnies? 
Wait, the, the fortune teller and the medium? Yeah, yeah. Well, she died back here a few years ago. Well, she would have been pretty old. Oh, you ain't kidding. Anyways, the last few years she was, you know, like, oh, crippled with the arthritis and stuff. And anyway, she knew things were kind of tough with me. So I, I moved in with her and she trained me. I took over her store when she died. How about that? <laughs> yeah. So you're still in the old game, huh? Oh, more or less. Uh, you sound like you miss it. You said it. Best years of my life. Oh, you were some spieler in your day. <laughs> yeah, I could ballyhoo pretty good. The best. You know, I never thought you'd drop out. Well, the breaks, kid. Yeah. Hey, my place is just around the corner here. You want to come on back for a cuppa and a, a heart-to-heart? <laughs> Why not? Maybe you could read me a free fortune in the grounds. I use instant. Enter the secret abode of Madame Chanda. Look deep in the crystal ball and I will find your fame and fortune. <laughs> hey, you don't like my act? What are you looking so funny about? You don't know what a coincidence this is. Hey, I... I got a hunch... What kind of hunch? Maybe you're going to bring me luck. Hmm? Maybe both of us. Look, I uh, I brought you a client this morning. An elderly type lady named Loring. Mrs. Uh, Hartley Loring? Not me. Now think. A tall, gray hair, old-fashioned clothes, big hat. Like one of them old-time English queens. Oh, Susie. You mean Susie. I don't know her first name. I only know Mrs. Hartley Loring. Well, I don't know from Mrs. Hartley Loring. I only know from Susie. Uh, what time this morning? Uh, 10.45. From then until, uh, after 11.30. That was Susie. What did she want? Oh, who knows what Susie wants half the time. You know, I think she's just lonely and wants someone to talk to. But she's a harmless nut. You mean she comes here often? Off and on, several times a month. Well, what does she want? Well, first time she came, she wanted a reading. And then she got into the spook stuff. You know, wanted to talk to her husband across the great beyond... Ask his advice what to do with all our millions. So fine. What's the harm to make some poor lady happy? I let her talk to him. And tell her what to do? Well, sure. Like I say, it's all pipe dreams anyway. I mean, to hear her talk, they don't print anything under a C note. Till she hands out my fee. Then she has to scrabble through her purse for change. <laughs> what the hell? If it makes her happy, let her play big shot. I don't think I'd mind being crazy if I felt as rich as she does. Candy. Hmm? I got a big fat surprise for you. She may be nuts, but she is as rich as she thinks she is. Susie? Mrs. Hartley Loring. Hey, Candy, baby, like I said. Huh? I got this hunch if we play our cards right, you and me are going to end up richer than you ever dreamed. Well, what do we have here? A number of fascinating pieces in a complicated little jigsaw puzzle. How do they fit together? And if we could fit them together, would they reveal enough of the whole riddle to be able to know just what's going on? I have to admit, even with a head start on all of you, that I'm not quite sure. Suppose we all have a closer look when I return shortly with Act Two. it was Winston Churchill who said something to the effect that Russia 
was a riddle wrapped in a mystery inside an enigma. Well, we seem to have the same sort of thing here. A rich and eccentric old lady who withdraws $8 million from the bank. A security guard who hasn't forgotten that he started life as a flim-flam artist in the carnivals. And an ex-belly dancer turned spiritualist and fortune teller. Three wildly diverse people suddenly locked together by coincidence. Or fate. For what purpose? You've got to be stringing me, Sid. It's straight goods, Candy. Eight million dollars in small bills. That's right. Uh, there ain't that much money in the world. There is. I saw it. And she has it in her house now? I hope nobody else has got to it yet. Where? Well, that's what maybe you could find out. What for? I don't think I have to tell you. No. No, no, I, I can't take Susie's money like that. We don't have to take it all. Like maybe half or say three mil apiece. That would leave her too. Oh, come on. What are you talking about? What do you think I am? A miserable two-bit grifter who got trapped behind the eight ball and never had a chance in life with a big score. Just like me. Oh. You had kind of uh, heavy going, I said. Yeah. But you got a good steady job now. <laughs> Bank guard? Peanuts. This keeps me afloat. A lousy rented room and food at some greasy spoon. Good job. What happened to you, Sid? I always thought you were headed for the big time. What big time? There ain't any carnivals left since television. Who needs a broken-down spieler? And as a flim-flam or a con man, I was always small time. Uh, hey, you, you want another cup of coffee? Yeah, yeah, sure. That, that was good. Uh, you know... I got lazy being by myself. Instant coffee all the time, you know. Yeah, I'll heat it up. <laughs> you know, when there were others around, I always made it right from the bean. Grind fresh and all. I was proud of my coffee. Yeah, you get lazy being alone. Don't I know? I mean, uh, I've been that way all my life. And so's the old lady. Who? Her, Mrs. Loring, you know, Susie. So she's what? Alone. She hasn't got anybody. You're the one that said it. Oh, yeah. You see, what I mean is, all that money, she's old enough to kick off any day. Where do you want it to go? The state, federal taxes, some, some charity? Well, maybe she's got relatives somewhere. If she has, does she need you to have just someone to talk to, like she said? If she has, where are they? They don't keep her company. Do they deserve any cut? Oh, yeah, yeah, I dig you, but... We wouldn't take it all, huh? No, no, like I said, leave her a cool couple of million. Her age, how's she going to need more? Yeah, of course, there's no guarantee she'll be back to see me. But if she don't come, I'll find a way to get her here. Yeah. And just what is it I'm supposed to do? Look, Candy. Yeah? She says to me, she says, the money will be guarded. I'll be putting it under the best care in the world. Well, what does that mean? That's what I want to find out. But if it's like a vault or something, how could you get at it? If it is, you've got to find some way to con her into getting it out of there. And keep her busy while I heist it. We got a deal? Well, maybe I'll think about it. Oops, there I go, letting the coffee boil over. Now, here, here, I'll get it. <laughs> now, now, you sit still. Kind of nice. I ain't used to be waited on. Want me to pour? Hey, would you... Sure. Ah, this is real cozy. 
All the comforts of home? <gasps> yeah. Uh, cream? Sugar? How do you take it? Regular. Yeah, make mine regular, too. Uh, Sid. Yeah? Uh, did, did you mean what you said about me? What was that? Oh, you know, I shouldn't badmouth myself. I look <laughs> pretty good. Uh, you look a lot better than that to me, kid. Oh, gee, I think I'm dreaming. This can't be happening after all these years. You want to know something, Sid? Yeah, tell me, Candy. I think we are going to be able to work out a deal. After all. Who is it? It's Susie, Madam Chanda. Susie? Ah, just one moment, little one, and I will bring you the present. Oh, forgive me. I was in deep meditation. Oh, I'm sorry, madam. You must forgive me, but this is really urgent. Urgent? What can be so urgent? I have not seen you for almost a week. Yes, yes. Matters of great import, you see. Decisions to be made, and then, of course, my time is not quite my own. It is not? Why? Oh, I am under the command of someone greater than I. Greater than all of us. Uh, can I have a sitting right away? A sitting? For what purpose? I've got to reach Toto. Toto? It's my husband. Hartley, Mr. Loring. In the hereafter, I need some advice from him. Oh, Susie, I am not sure that today... But it's urgent. It's quite urgent. You've never refused me before. You know you put me in touch with him. The medium knows nothing, Susie. She is an instrument only through which you may find communication with the other side. Well, you've served as that before, even though I do wish... What do you wish, my child? I wish I could talk to my husband directly instead of going through that tedious little twerp, Merkin. Merkin? is a leprechaun voice that is my contact with the supernatural and my beloved Toto. If only I could speak to Hartley directly. Is it that important? Well, it concerns a great deal of money. And Toto was always better about money than I am. Of course, he knew so much more because he made it. A God-given talent. And therefore, render unto Caesar those things which are Caesar's. Huh? I, uh, I do not follow you. I want to give it all away. Back to where it came from. And I want Hartley to tell me how. And if I am doing the right thing. Oh, yes. Ah, well, we must make every effort to reach him. But, uh, but some things cannot be done immediately. I need time for preparation, for deep meditation, for preparing to gird myself for this projection beyond the stars. All right. For... How long? How long? Oh, let me see. Today is Tuesday. Let's say uh, uh, Saturday. That is a good day for the planets to conjoin in the house of your rising star. It is? It seems so far away. We must all learn the virtue of patience. Why? Because only through patience, through patience, can we, can those of us who deserve achieve what we desire. Hello? Sid. Candy? Yeah, she was here. Susie? Susie. She's coming back again on Saturday. You mean you didn't find out today? No. Well, why not? Oh, it's too tough to explain on the phone. Couldn't you come by tonight? Uh, yeah, I was sure. 
If I had my way, it'd be every night. <laughs> Glad to hear that, Sid. It's just the way I'd like it. Marriage. Why not? Well, at this day and age, who needs it? Maybe we do. You don't trust me? Who said that? No, I just figure if we're going to break any laws, look at how good it is we couldn't be forced to testify against each other. Who said we're going to have to testify? Well, just looking on the safe side, in case. But it ain't only that. Well, what? What? Uh, I don't know. It's just to have things nice, old-fashioned. You know, I, I mean, like a ring and all for me, and maybe a church wedding. After all, it's only fair. With the dowry I'm bringing and all. The what? The hope chest, like. How many girls you gonna find can maybe put your hand on five or six million dollars? But, but we could just split down the middle. I don't want to split. Do you? Well, I, I Are just... Are you listening uh... good, Sidwicks? Once I ate my heart out over you and you walked away from me. I'm gone again, okay, but this time I'm not letting you off the hook. Uh, okay, okay. We'll, uh, we'll get the license and all by Saturday. <laughs> Enough of the jackpot question. Hmm. How do you get her to tell you where the dough is stashed? Oh, she won't tell me. I'm in a trance. I don't know what's going on. I'm a medium. Oh, yeah, yeah. We can't have a sick in the cops on you when the money disappears. Oh, don't worry. She won't. The way I'm going to set it up, she'll know where the money went. And it'll be A-OK with her. Here's the way the gaff is going to work. What time is it? Oh, now, don't get in an uproar. She'll be here any minute. Are you all set? I'm as set as I'll ever be. It's a good thing her husband was a governor. I remember his voice pretty good. Uh, and I may not be able to promise you a clean government, but by the Lord, Harry, I promise you the dirty linen will be washed in public. How do I sound, Candy? Like him? <laughs> I wouldn't know. I never listen to them politicians. Oh, what's the diff? There'll be so much filter on the sound system. You could talk in like Billy Graham and come out sounding like Rocky Graziano. Oh, wait a minute. That's not good enough. Oh, sure it is, honey. Don't you know anyone comes looking for a voice from the beyond? They make it sound the way they want. They want to believe. That's the only way any con game works. Now, you better get in the closet. She'll be here any minute. Okay, okay. You sure this is going to work? Oh, one thing I learned from Madame Chanda. Big time, small time. A sucker is still a sucker. If you've got as much faith as they have, it's a lead pipe cinch. Well, there it is. The trap is set. All ready to be sprung. And the innocent victim is about to put her foot in it. Strange feeling, isn't it? that these are such amiable crooks, one is almost tempted to be on their side. Are we to be lulled into thinking, even for a moment, that crime should pay? I'll return shortly with Act Three. The moment of truth has arrived. The curtains have been drawn, enclosing Madame Chanda's small studio. The lights dimmed. The Madame herself has gone into a trance. Strange flickerings of light flutter in the gloom. There are breaths of air, murmurings of alien voices, 
The music of the spheres hangs trembling in the air. A grieving woman sits waiting for the sound of a well-loved voice. She is torn apart by decisions beyond her power to make by herself. Through the agony of my body, her message flows out to you, her husband. Will you not put aside the shroud and call back to her, listen to her prayer, and send her an answer? Who calls me? Who calls? Toto, is that you? Look in the crystal hemisphere. Can't you see me? I cannot. It's all smoky. Then hear my voice. My voice. Can't you hear it? Yes. But it's very hoarse. Why did you call me? It's about the money, dear. What about it? I took it out of the bank because of Mr. Nichols. Who? Mr. Nichols. You know, he writes that wonderful investing letter you always subscribe to. The one who thinks all the banks are going to fail. I remember. Where is the money now? At the house. You thought it safer there? Oh, yes. So there would be enough left to give away. To give away? Oh, Toto, stop repeating everything I say. You know I have to. Only I'm not clever enough to know who's most deserving. So I'm just leaving that up to the Supreme. To the Supreme? Now, there you go again. To someone greater than all of us is all I mean. He'd know much better than we what to do with it, don't you think? I suppose. But how's he going to get it? Oh, he wouldn't have any trouble, I shouldn't think. Except maybe with the bank. I didn't want red tape. Was I right? Of course. You're always right. But where is... Where is he going to get it from? Well, I wanted only one place. But there was only room in the big trash can for five million. And the other three I stuffed in the wood box. It's so bulky, really. But I wanted it in small bills because nobody likes to bother with big ones, really. I'm in complete agreement. But in the trash can... Oh, I didn't leave it with the rest of the garbage. I'm not that silly. I have it all ready just inside the garage door. So he can come and collect it whenever he's ready. Toto, do you think I'm doing the right thing? Susie, my dear, I couldn't have arranged it better myself. Oh, I'm so glad you're pleased. Now, I shouldn't disturb you anymore. I know this is a bad time for you. It's usually when you were taking a snooze. Yes. Well, I... You mustn't I... be embarrassed. I just... I just wish I could join you. Ah, sweet. But there's no hurry. Oh, I don't know. It hasn't been a bit the same since you've been gone. In good time. Not yet. Not yet. I'll live out whatever's allotted. But I'll tell you the truth, dear. I'll be quite ready whenever it comes. Come on, Candy. What's the matter with you? Oh, I, 
know. Just, just leave me alone. We're sitting on top of the world. Everything's falling into our hands. How come you turn on the waterworks? Oh, oh, she was just so... so kind of sweet about him. I, I hate to be a part of Con and her. Oh, women, how can you figure them? Look, we made her happy, don't you see? Yeah, but it was a lie. All right, all right. Forget Mrs. Loring. Look at us. Everything's coming up roses for us. How? I'm going to go out, hire a rental truck, and stick a sign I paint on it saying like, uh, Ace uh, Garbage Disposal. Then, just as sweet as you please, I drive up and pick up that trash barrel from the garage. But she's not going to let you take it. She's not going to be there to stop me. How come? Because I've done a little checking up on her. Hmm? Every Sunday morning, she goes to early church service. The janitor lives in my boarding house, and I checked it out with him. She hasn't missed a service since her husband died. All right, but when she gets back and finds the money missing... That's the beauty part. She'll figure it just went up to heaven like Elijah's fiery chariot. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But suppose she blames me. How could she? The power of positive thought, baby. You got a snowed into believing you don't know anything that's happened when you're in a trance. And anyway, you and me, we won't be here no more, Candy. We'll be long gone. Gone where? With 60 times 100 Gs, the World Cupcake, the world. But I don't have no passport. Who does? So we'll do the States until we pick them up. Who's going to be looking for us? We got it made. I don't see why you had to drag me along. I got to have a lookout. Besides, I may need help loading the garbage can with all the money. Yeah, is my hair all tucked into the cap? Yeah, yeah. I don't see why I had to wear this loose old shirt of yours. Candy, sugar, without it, you couldn't pass for a man. No way. I must look terrible. I wouldn't worry. Nobody's going to see you. I hope. Hold it. Shh. What is it? She's starting the car. She'll be coming out of the driveway any minute right past us. She'll see us. Not with the sun on our windshield. But just in case, we'll duck when she passes. Watch it, watch it, duck. Well, there she goes. And here we go. This is it, Candy Baby. We're about to strike it rich. Come on. Suppose someone sees us. You know the house can't be seen from the road? Let's go. The garage door is open. Yeah. And look. There's a big trash can there. I'm so excited, my, my, my palms are sweating. Can you imagine candy? That What is it? I tripped on something. It's a Bible. A what? A Bible. Oh, Susie, she must have dropped it getting into the car. See, suppose she comes back. Come on, let's get out of here. Not without the dough. Oh, never mind the dough. We can get that right. Holy cow. It's here. The money's here, just like she said it was. Come here, Candy. I don't want to, Sid. I just want to run before something... Now, works. without the five million? Give me a hand. It's her. She came back. Well, get back in the shadows. Maybe she won't see us. She's coming in. She just came back to the Bible. Let her find it. Now. What? I still got it in my hand. Well, then throw it out before... No, no. No, hold it. It's too late. Oh, now, where on earth did I drop my Bible? <laughs> Must have left it in the house. I'll just put the light on, so... Sid, what did you do? I... I had to stop her before she recognized us. What did you hit her with? I... 
I don't know. The first thing that came to hand is... This spade. Oh, Sid. Her neck's at such a funny angle. And she... I never she, meant... I, I, I only wanted to... Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's... She's dead. Oh, oh, let's get out of here. No, wait. Wait, not without what we came for. What did you bring the money back here for? Close the door. All right. But, Sid, we got to run. Not now. Now, more than ever. Don't you see? That's the way we'll get caught. Sooner or later, they're going to find her body. But they won't know the money's missing. They'll find out through the bank. Then you'll get involved. No. Hmm? No, I've been thinking. I've been thinking. It's a lucky huh? thing old Prouty had his heart attack. Nobody knows I knew anything about the money. And anyways, I'm going to have an alibi. How? Well, we got married this morning, just like you asked me, didn't we? But that was before we went to Susie's house. That's right. So before we left, I set her watch back an hour to write about that time. When I hit her, it, it got broken. We won't get away with it. Sure we can. We got to lay low. Just go on like always. I'll keep working at the bank and, and you'll keep on here reading the future. <laughs> well, it won't be much of one. What about the money? Can't we use it to... No, we can't take a chance. But what are you going to do with it? Hide it. Bide our time. Hide it? Where? Take up the floorboards. Dump it in there. Get rid of the trash can and, and turn in the truck. And then we take it easy. Oh, I'll never be able to take anything easy again. Come on, come on. Hey, what's that you got in your hand? Huh? Oh, a Bible. Maybe I'd better start reading it. You just concentrate on reading the crystal ball. Oh, God, forgive me. God, forgive us. Andy. Andy. Who's that? Susie calling you. Come, look in the crystal ball. Oh, no. Forgive us. Forgive us. I'm so sorry. So am I, Candy. That money was meant for the Lord. It is his, not yours. Yeah, but... But don't you see this? There's no way to return it now without us getting involved. Are you so sure? Look. The Bible? My Bible. Hmm? Where I have been reading the passage I have marked. See it? Yeah, I, I guess, like, right here. Second Kings chapter 2, verse 11. You see it? Yeah. What does it say? And behold... There appeared a chariot of fire, and Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. I, I don't get it. Remember what Mr. Wicks said, prophesying in his ignorance. What? That when I got back and found the money missing, I would figure it just went up to heaven. Like Elijah's chariot. Yeah. Yeah, he, he did say that. There's your answer, Candy. And there's the fireplace. 
If you want to seek forgiveness, set the money afire. Burn it, Candy. Burn it. Let me through. Hey, watch out. Let me through. All right, buddy. This is as far as you go. You can't get through. Well, that's my building. Don't matter. You can't get through the fireline. What What happened? Uh, some dame burning paper or trash in the fireplace. Set the chimney on fire. Whole building's going up like a torch. Paper? My my wife, Candy. Get out of my way. Hey, watch it. You can't go in there. I, I got to. I got to get that. There's thing. no one left in the building. They already brought the woman out. Officer, why didn't you tell him his wife was dead already? Who had that chance? Crazy guy. He'll be going to a crisp. Above the burning building, lifted in the updrafts of air sucked by the heat, the scraps of blackened paper fall upwards like black snowflakes, swirling and eddying as they climb towards heaven. Mrs. Hartley Loring's money is ascending, like Elijah, to its last resting place. And Candy and Sid have paid the ultimate price for their greed. I'll be back shortly. Suspension of Disbelief so often in telling our tales, we ask for it, and you're kind enough to grant it. I mean, can you honestly believe that a woman would withdraw $8 million from a bank and keep five of it in a trash can? Fortunately, we don't have to ask you. If you read the papers, you must have read the news story on which this tale was founded. Our cast included Michael Tolan, Mary Jane Higby, Bryna Rayburn, and Ian Martin. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. Radio Mystery Theater was sponsored in part by True Value Hardware Stores. This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant dreams.